a dry and thirsty land. We're thirsty for you, Jesus. We're thirsty for you, Jesus. Oh, we long for you, God. Let it rain in this place, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just say this with me. Say, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Say it again. Say, let we're thirsty for you, God. Let it rain. Say, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Just say that, church. Say, let it we're thirsty for your presence, God. Open the flood. Just say, open up the floodgates, Lord. Say, let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Sing again, say, let it rain. Let it rain. Open up. Won't you open? Fall on the 
say that to him, say firefall, firefall, yes Lord, your fire fall on the hearts of people. Lord, if that's you, just to get alone with God right now, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to just lift up your hands if that's your prayer right now. I know we're singing about raining. We're singing about fire. What we're, what we're singing right now is about the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit would bring his refreshment upon your life right now. That the Holy Spirit would bring the fire of his presence in your life to burn away the junk that we keep sometimes. That the Holy Ghost would bring the fire, something that would burn in your life right now that was going to set your life ablaze for him. That's going to help you live a life that's worthy of him right now Jesus God we want the fire of your Holy Spirit to come we want the fire of the Holy Spirit to come and consume our lives right now if that's you right now just raise your hands to Jesus just say Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come into my life breathe that rain upon my soul be that fire to set my heart ablaze for you Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come you're welcome here you're welcome here, Holy Ghost. We believe in you, Jesus. We believe you're here, God. We believe you're here. Come on, now just say that fire fall. Fire fall. Fire fall. Fall on the hearts of your people. Fire
Jesus, Jesus, we desire you this morning. Come on, keep lifting up your voice to him. Jesus, we're hungry for you, God. We're hungry for you, Jesus. Come on, let's push forward deeper in worship right now. Come on, right now, get past it. Get past yourself right now. Get past the distraction right now. Enter in right now, right now, right now. Don't wait till the next song right now. Lift up your voice to him. Press forward right now in worship. Come on, deeper, deeper with him. Deeper with him right now, Jesus. We want to be close to you, God. Jesus, fill this place with your presence. We lose the presence of God in this place. We lose the freedom of your presence right now. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost right now, start speaking in tongues and be filled. Come on, I sense there's freedom in this place. Jesus, 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 freedom in this place, freedom in this place, freedom in this place, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, you can choose this morning. You can choose to enter into worship. Nobody else can stop you right now but yourself. You can choose to get deep as you want with God. You can choose to go as close as you want with Him. So right now, I want you to choose right now if you want to go deeper with the Lord this morning. Come on, nobody's going to stop you but yourself. So all over this room, man, if you need to close your eyes to, to keep you from being distracted right now, this is your time. Man, we can go deep with you, Jesus, this morning if we want. There's so much more of you, God, than just a little taste. There's so much more of you, Lord. We want more of you, God. We want more of you, Jesus. Come on, if that's you, just start saying that. Come on, we just want more of you. Just start lifting up your desire to him. Jesus, we just want you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we just want you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Jesus, we want to draw near to you. We draw near to you, Jesus. You're all I want. You're all I are very easy and if that's the desire of your heart right now he will meet with you 
He will meet with you where you're at, where you're sitting, where you're standing, where you're kneeling. If that's the, the cry of your heart, what we're saying right now, He will meet with you. The God of heaven will come and meet with you right now. If this is the cry of your heart, not God, fix my problems. Not God, make me a better person. Not God, help me through this week. If this is the cry, God, that you're all I want, you're all I need, you're everything. If that's your cry this morning, I want to invite you to the front right now. Come, come, come right now to this altar if that's the cry of your heart not anything selfish right now if that's the desire of your heart right now it's to know him come up to this altar right now it's open for you come right now if you're serious about jesus and i want you to sing this with your heart you're all i want sing it with all you got you're all i need say your everything Come on, lift up your voice, say, you're all I, you're all I want, Jesus, I need your everything, every, there's nothing else I want but you, you're all I want, you're all I need, you are everything, you want Jesus, you're all I want, you're all those hands and tell them you're all all I want you are you're all I need you're every Jesus you are Jesus you are you're all I want you're all I need you're everything everything one more time you're all I want you're talking about Jesus. He's all I want. Come on, declare it. He's all I need. He's everything. Every Jesus is. He's all I want. He's all I need. He's everything. Everything he is. He's all I Just tell them, Lord, you're all I want. With those hands raised, with your voice lifted to heaven, can you just tell them in your own words right now, you're everything to me. You're all that I need, Lord. You're all that I want, Jesus. You're all that I'm seeking out this morning. It's just you and you alone, God. You and you alone, Jesus. Just you, Lord. Just you. Just Jesus. Just give me Jesus. 
You can have anything else, everything else, God. Just give me Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just give us you, Lord. We just want you, Lord. We just need you, Jesus. We're hungry, we're hungry. We're thirsty, we're thirsty, Lord. We're thirsty for you, Jesus. In a dry land, we're thirsty for living water. Jesus. Jesus. Women say that. You're all I Come on, women of God, saying that to the king. Yes, you are. You're all we need, Jesus. You satisfy everything. You satisfy, say, Lord. You're all I everything. Come on, some women got to say that one more time. You're all I Nothing else satisfies. Jesus, only you, God. Oh, you fill me, you fill me. One more time, you're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything. Every. Come on, men of God, say that to Him. You're all I. Come on, men of God, say. You're everything. You're everything. Singing out, men say. You're all I want. You're all Yes, you are God. Can the men of God say it one more time? You're all. Can you shout it out? Can the men of God rise up and say? Not ashamed to say it. Just one more time, man of God, say. Jesus. Oh. Yes. yes, you are. Oh, everybody in the church says, you're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything. You are every Jesus. You are. You're all I seconds with voices raised. Tell them in your own words. Come on, just lift up your voices. In the house of God, desperate hearts crying out for their God and King. We love you, God. We worship you. Jesus, we live 
of God just settle into your hearts we're desperate people we're love sick for the lover of our soul just a little won't do I'm so thirsty for God like a deer pants for the streams water so my soul longeth after you so thirsty God you're the only one that satisfies all the things of this world oh God they leave me dry inside you're the only one that satisfies the deepest parts of me God cry out to you Lord your people God we're your people Jesus if you came here today with anything on your heart, just release it to him now. In the presence of the Lord, the Bible says you can give him your needs. He is the answer to our problems. He is our problem solver. In your heart, just with your own words, just say, Jesus, I come to you. I give you this need, this prayer request. Oh, yes. of 10,000. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, you're so beautiful. I surrender my life to you. I surrender, Jesus, all my cares, all my problems into the hands of a God who knows me better than I know myself. I surrender my all to you, Jesus. I need a fire. 
the answer, Jesus. You are all I need, I find in your presence. All I need, I find in your presence. If that's your cry today, let it out. Come on. In your presence, Lord. Come on, you don't need another St. Patrick's Day parade. You just need Jesus. You don't need another raise, another job. Those things are good. But what you need is another touch of the Lord. You need the presence of Almighty God. If you believe that you've got a shout of victory today, come on. to prayer would you just hold your neighbor's hand right now come on let's pray like we're a family today in church amen you're holding on to somebody's hand that is a miracle to God and we're going to pray today that God will bless every person in this room so I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes it's okay to pray for your neighbor you're in church today it's not weird it's church and I just want you to pray this prayer with me God bless my neighbor Lord, I pray every person here will be blessed this morning. Let every person feel your presence. Let every person grow closer to you than they ever have before. Bless their family. Bless their neighbors, their community, everyone they know on their job. Change the world through us, God. Change the world through us, God. Start right here. Don't let anybody leave out the same way they came in. Let us all leave out of here with more love, more joy, more peace, more blessings than we've ever experienced before. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, can you say a big amen? Come on, bless the Lord, saints. Would you stay standing on your feet? Slap somebody, high five, welcome them to Metro Praise. We're going to play a cool party music right now and walk around and shake somebody's hand. Would you do that, please? So good to see you here.
this. Can I hear a what, what? Come on, we're going to turn on the lights. We're going to welcome you here today. I want to share with you a couple fun facts about St. Patrick. Did anybody celebrate St. Patrick's Day yesterday? A little corned beef and hash. Uh, the Latino right here, he's married to an Irish woman, so you had corned beef and cabbage? Yeah. Yummy, yummy. Let me share with you some cool things about St. Patrick if you don't know them already. Number one, he was not from Ireland. He was actually from England, and he was taken as a slave to Ireland, and when he was released, he got saved, he, he fell in love with Jesus, and he came back to Ireland as a missionary. So do you know that everybody that was doing something in honor of St. Patrick was doing it in honor of a missionary? That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that, you know, there's some like, um, you know, some wife tales about him that he ridded Ireland of snakes. That wasn't true. But something that is true is that the shamrock is all over the Irish uh, countryside, Ireland countryside. And it's like that three-pronged, uh, what do we all, what do we call? Through the cover, thank you. It's also known as a shamrock, I believe. Thank you. And he preached. From the shamrock, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody go, ooh. See, so he was a missionary who used just something that they saw every day to preach about God. And then lastly, he wasn't remembered for green at the time. He was remembered for blue. And blue was a part of what he was remembered for. And eventually it became green. And so anybody you saw yesterday wearing green, drinking beer, getting drunk, partying, may not have been honoring him in the way that they should have. Nothing wrong with the color of green. But we can honor what the Lord did in St. Patrick because he was a great missionary. And we love missionaries here at Metro Praise. So let's give it up for what God did through him. Amen that we're still talking about him all these years later. Well, it's good to have you here at Metro Praise. It's our 11 o'clock service. So glad you're here. Every week, 9 in the morning and at 11, we have our services. And then Wednesdays, we have prayer meetings and counter night, what should we call it, which, where we have uh, Royal Rangers and Impact for our boys and girls. It's like our Royal uh, uh, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts for Jesus. And this last Wednesday is Family Fun Night. Can everybody say Family Fun Night? Thank you. So I want you to check this out. It's going to be a great opportunity to touch your friends for Jesus. We're going to be playing the movie, The Passion of the Christ. Come on, somebody go, ooh. This is a great opportunity. Maybe they won't come Easter, but you could say this Wednesday, come with me. We're going to play the whole movie, Passion of the Christ. And we have actually some other churches coming because they're like, man, it's a great idea. We're going to invite some of our friends. So here on the big screens, we're going to play the movie. We're going to have free popcorn refreshments. And then for our children, maybe it's not age appropriate for them. We're going to have games for them in the back. And then outside, we're going to set up some tents and do face painting. And we do it the last Wednesday of every month. And now starting with spring and summer, we're going to be doing outside events and a lot of cool things. So we want you guys to come out there. And then can I get an elevate? Come on, see, Elevate's our youth group every Friday at 7.30. Elevate for teenagers, 11 to 18 years old. God is showing up. Young people keep coming out. God's doing the thug dizzle for the low for shizzle. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And then this is something that we're really pumped up about. Can we give it up for his pain, your gain? Come on, just make some noise. Get excited. That was lame, but I'm just going to move on, okay? I love you guys. This, I'm so happy you're here and somebody tried to clap. That was cool. you like, I could just hear the little sticks. I could hear that. That was. That's when you know it's bad, when you just hear the in the background. We're going to hand you right now five of these invitations, five 
because we want you to have five for a special reason. This is what's going on. Easter is going to be April 8th. We're going to have a special presentation, 9 and 11. We're going to bring in the 50 chairs from Wicker Park so we can fill it up two times with over 200 people. That We have 150 seats in here now. It'll be 200 for Easter. We're doing the Wicker presentation also that Sunday at 5. So if you, can also, if you can use the Wicker presentation for some of your friends, use it. Because they may say, well, I'm going to my church. I'm going here Sunday morning. Then go, that's cool. Well, meet me at Wicker for Sunday night because they will still hear the gospel. It's very powerful. Now, the presentation is called His Pain, Your Gain. And what we're doing here is something based off of the passion of the Christ. Has anybody ever seen the movie yet? Some of you have. It's powerful. If you haven't, come Wednesday and watch it. What we see in the Passion of the Christ is just the tremendous pain and suffering that Jesus went through. But what we're going to do at this Easter, it's going to be a presentation. I promise you it will blow you away. You will have never seen anything like this. It's going to be something so simple. You're going to be like, wow, I can't believe something so simple. It's blowing me away. People who have already seen it as we're preparing it are crying, just weeping, going, man, I can't believe Jesus did that for me. But here's the thing. We need your friends to come because this is something that we can reach out and touch a community. So I want you to have five of these. Does everybody have five? Can you kind of do it like a little fan, like put it in front of you right now? Just do it for me. Pretend that you care. Thank you. Just pretend for a minute. I'll go like this. Yeah, doesn't I feel good? Okay. Um, this is what I want you to do. I want you to designate each one of these to a person, five people in your life that you want to see show up Easter. And I want you to pray for them five minutes a day until they come to Easter. Because when you go and give this invitation, we have thousands of them. Put them at your job. Hand them out everywhere you go. But I want you to believe, God, that he's going to put five very specific people on your heart. For me, it's the family next door to my house. There's a husband and a wife and a couple kids and a family friend that lives there. Each one of them, I'm praying for them to come. I've already started to talk to them. And when I hand them the flyers, I literally want to say this and not be lying. I want to say it and mean it. I'm going to say, hey, man, here's one for each one of you guys. And I just want to tell you, I've been praying for you and your family. Come on, somebody go, oh, snap. You see, when we start praying, God's going to start showing up and doing something. You start praying for five people, five minutes a day, and I believe God's going to bring them. God is going to show up and change their life. There was a story a couple Easter's ago. Uh, Sue Ellen was believing God for her sister, Griselda, who's now one of our, our ministers here. She's married to Berto. And Sue Ellen was praying so fervently for her sister, and Easter finally came around. And you know there's creasters. Can somebody say creaster? You know, there's these people like Christmas and Easter's like, boop, they're going to go to church. You know, there's just like they got to go to church. And so... Uh, Sue Wellen was praying so fervently for her sister. Her sister finally came, came with her boyfriend, sitting right in the front row like this. I had a guest preach, a preacher because we were doing a Sunday night service. He was tearing it up in preaching. He stopped in the middle of his preaching, stopped, looked right at Griselda, the sister, and said, God told me that somebody in your family has been praying for you. I want you to know that God has a plan for your life. He then said, you're not happy in your life. You're living with somebody you're not married to. God wants to change your situation. He's put a call on your life. He said this in the middle of an Easter service. I mean, somebody go, awkward. I mean, it's a little weird at first. They're like, whoa, he just stopped. And he's literally talking right to her. Everything he said was true. I'm walking, because I, I was on the stage uh, sitting there. I'm watching Sue Ellen, tears streaming down her face. I'm watching Griselda, tears streaming down her face. She came to know the Lord. Today, she's a 30-year Bible college student, happily married with a baby boy, married to that husband in the back. Let's give it up for God using Easter. Amen? 
One other testimony from an Easter service. Uh, this was before we were really into doing stuff on holidays. Like we were kind of like the anti-everybody else church. Like we're like, we're not doing it because everybody else does it. We're radical. Like what are you doing for Easter, G uh, uh, Pastor? We're preaching Jesus. What are you doing? Oh, we're having a play. No, Jesus. You know, that, that, that was just like our mentality. Like we were just going to be so radical. So I was in the back one day, like literally the week before Easter, uh, Palm Sunday. And I was in the back, and Jesus told me this. Like, he really talked to me and said this. He goes, I want you to go out there, and I want you to tell people next week is going to be the greatest Easter service of their life. And I'm, like, thinking like a used car salesman. Like, the greatest Easter service of your life. You know, like, I'm just going to walk out here and, like, just say this. But God really put it in my heart. And while I was in the back of my office, I named these Easter flyers black and white. And what they said is, this will be the greatest Easter service of your life. Okay? So I'm just being obedient because God told me. And then he just, he just told me to do a couple little things. We, we had a five-minute song where people had pieces of cardboard, kind of like homeless, like the ho homeless cardboard signs. And people would hold them, and it would say their life. Like, like for me, mine read, high school dropout, arrested eight times, drug dealer. And as the music was playing, we would flip it around, and then it says, saved, happily married, now the pastor of a church. And just tears were coming down people's face. It was touched. But that was it, right? I mean, that's not really the greatest Easter service of your life you've seen jesus come down from the raptors you've seen the big choirs you felt the earthquake you know here we just did a little cardboard thing we do the altar call i mean it's good maybe 10 people come up except jesus okay what what's the deal you know how is this the greatest easter service of your life about a month afterwards one of the people who accepted the lord passed away went home to be with jesus the story goes like this Cynthia's mom, she's in our church, she was in the first service, had been bringing her mother all these years to the church, and her mother was always close to accepting Jesus, but never had. When she saw the signs and being flipped, she said, I want Jesus to change my life. She came up and accepted the Lord as an elderly woman for the first time at that Easter service. And I can tell you, that was the greatest Easter service of my life and everybody that was there. Because when we went to that funeral, we could say with clear hearts and praise unto God, God saved her. God brought his daughter home. She is now in the presence of the Lord. Come on, somebody. That's what God can do through Easter services. So will you do a moment just quietly right now? Would you just look at these flyers as they're in your hand? And would you start to assign a name to one and just pick out five people, come on, right now, that you want to see God move in their lives? Jesus, we lift them up to you, God. You could probably write their name on and pray for them and give them a fresh one when you want to. But is there five people that you would just love to see come here? And now let us just pray for them. We're not going to pray five minutes, but let's just pray for them. God, we thank you. You've given our church an opportunity to reach out in a time where it's very easy to invite our friends and family to come to church. But Lord, more importantly than a church service, we want them to know you. We want them to learn about you, to fall in love with you. And Lord, we pray for our five right now. We hold them up to you, God. And we ask you to bring them so that when we sit in this chair, Easter service, they're sitting right next to us. And they'll learn and be blessed by the presentation that it was your pain, your pain on the cross, the 39 whips on your back, the crown of thorns, the nails, God, that they pierced you with, oh, Lord, the rejection you felt. It was your pain for their gain. 
We lift them up, and Lord, we covenant to pray for them every day. God, if we forget, remind us, forgive us. We know there's no guilt or condemnation, but Lord, just help us to pray for them every day until we see them come. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen? Amen. We want to play the video. It's on Facebook on our event page, so you can also spread it. And then I'll share with you a few other things we'll be doing. But let's watch the the promo video for His Pain, Your Gain. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Now, let me just share this with you just be, before we move on past this. We are going to have child-appropriate things in the back. Every child that comes will get a free gift, so that's a draw to bring in the families. And for the parents that don't think their children are ready for it, can go into the back and have a wonderful message for them. And then for everybody here, we're going to have professional photographers set up their uh, portrait studio in the back. And for friends, family, extended family, we're going to take free photo portraits for you and your family just to say, thank you for coming out. So free gifts for the kids, free photo portraits for everybody so you can look good on Easter. And we're going to believe God to rock and change people's lives. Can I get a big amen? Amen. Come on. Will you open up your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, as we prepare to receive our tithe and offering today as we gladly do that in this church. We thank the Lord for all that he has done through us and what he's doing in us. This is a church supported by the people, started seven years ago, now in two campuses and over 200 affiliate churches around the world. Metro Praise is making a difference, and I want to thank you for it. Already in our building fund, we have raised over $8,000. Andrew, would you put that up? We're going to make a lot of noise for that as he puts it up. God has blessed this church with some shekels to change the world. Come on, somebody, as you see it, let's put our hands together. Come on, bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Over $8,000. We're raising $25,000 to grow and change the city. In our morning service, a little more people come. It's over 80% full. As you can see right now, we're pushing about 60 70% full already in our second service. We're believing God maybe come September of this after the summer, we'll go to a third evening service around five or six. We're believing God for Wicker Park around that same time to go to their morning service, to start having a morning service. So you'll have a total of five services to choose from. God is just showing up and blowing up. Can I hear an amen? 
It starts small, but it turns out big. What we're trying to do, we have a pledge form in the back. You can see, you don't have to put your name on it. It's just a form that you would keep before the Lord as you pledge to what you can do to help us. We have it listed out what the finances are going to. Uh, we need to redo some things in the church, make it look better, more appropriate for the amount of people we're reaching. We need to change some of our signage. We also need to fix some of our vehicles. We have two vehicles, a 15-passenger and a minivan that pick up uh, those who need it to come to church. And we also need to pay off some debt from 2011 because we believe God told us to do those things and we just need to clear it off. And so what we're asking at this time is we're a church that believes in tithe and offering. Tithe is 10% of our total income, and an offering is what we give above our tithe. We're asking you during this time, would you help us by giving above your tithe to the building fund so that we can knock out what we believe is around $25,000. We just have 16000 more to go, only two-thirds of the way. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody could write a check today, and it would be over, baby. Come on, I'll do my little river dance if that happened today. I'll do my little, I don't know if that was my best thing of the river dance. So if you want to see your pastor river dance, drop it like it's hot in the offering. Amen. Are you with me in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? As you're turning there, I want you to hear my heart for this church. It's not about money. It's not about dollars and cents, but it's about what we can do for God's kingdom. And that's why we ask you to partner with us. Matthew 6, Jesus talking, he said, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. Can somebody say, seek first his kingdom? Thank you. The word kingdom in the Greek is basilelia. And if you want to say it cool, kind of say it like the Greeks or the Italians, basilelia. So we're going to say basilelia. You all ready? One, two, three. Basilelia. There we go. Okay, and if you're from Chicago and you're Italian, it's basilelia. Okay, you know, it's got that little nasal. No, they didn't go there with me. But do you ever hear the little nasal in the Chicago act? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. See, see, it's just like my, my Ed McMahon. Does anybody remember the Johnny Carson show? He's like the Ed McMahon. He always finds my jokes funny. I love you, Dito. Thank you. You have my corazón. Somebody say, Basilelia. Thank you. Here it is. We think of kingdom, a king and a kingdom, right? The word Basilelia in the Greek goes deeper than that. It's not just Jesus as a king and his kingdom. It's the act and rule, active rule and reign of Jesus Christ in our hearts and upon the universe. Jesus is just not wanting to build some brick buildings and say, I'm the king here. When he says he's building his kingdom, he wants to change hearts and be the Lord of their lives. And so until we see heaven on earth and his literal kingdom, he starts it now within our lives, in our hearts. And so what he is telling us is the first thing that needs to be important to you is me, Jesus, ruling in your life. Everybody say, my life. But why didn't he put up there, but seek ye first your family? Why didn't Jesus put up there, seek first your job? I mean, that's pretty important, isn't it? As a matter of fact, if you read those verses prior, it says there's a lot of things we need in life. We need clothes. We need food. Are you happy today that you have clothes on? Can I hear an amen? Can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're wearing clothes today? Amen. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm really glad you're wearing clothes. Amen. I'm really, really glad you didn't go there today with us. We had to call the police and it get all weird up in here. So happy. Okay, so we need, we, we need to wear clothes, and we also need to eat. Can you just look at your neighbor and just look at how they've been doing with eating? Just kind of, no, no, no. Now you, need, now you need to look at your neighbor and say, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Just more muscle. Just more muscle is all this is. Just more muscle. Don't you judge me now. Okay, so 
those prior verses, it says, oh, man, we, we need clothes, we need food, we need shelter, we need this. And God says, let me tell you what you really need. You need to first seek the kingdom of God. Why did he tell us this? Because he knew you can have clothes, money, houses, land, and still be empty here. I was just listening to the story of Deion Sanders. He's the only professional athlete to be in a World Series and a Super Bowl. He won two Super Bowls. After his second Super Bowl, he said he was the emptiest in life he had ever been. Some people think things or money will make them happy. The problem with those people is they don't have enough things and money yet. Because you talk to people who really have a lot of things, a lot of money, they'll tell you. They get to the top of their game, and they don't have any peace or happiness. Deion Sanders said the time he was the loneliest, the saddest, is when he won that second Super Bowl. And he was basically like, is this it? This is life now? I have money. I have a family. I've got girlfriends on the side. Is this it? And sometimes we look at these guys like Tiger Woods and Deion Sanders and we say, why would you throw it all away? It's because to them it's meaningless after a while. It becomes so, uh, it becomes so meaningless they look for meaning somewhere else. And so Deion Sanders, he was a little bit chicken and afraid, so he didn't want to kill himself by shooting himself. So what he said he'll do is he would drive his sports car around uh, these mountains of California all the time, these hills. And he said, one day what I'm going to do is I'm just going to drive my car right off this cliff. People will say he got into a car accident, whatever. I'll be gone, you know. So he does it one day. He's driving. He floors it. He goes right off the guardrail. He goes right off the thing. His car's flipping around, but he's still alive. He's at the bottom of a ditch, and he's still alive. Professional athlete won two Super Bowls, and now God speaks to him, he says, and God says, are you going to let me have your life now? It's my turn. Are you ready for me to do it? And Deion Sanders, that professional athlete, said at that moment, he said, God, I'm going to let you take over now. And so what Jesus is trying to teach us is you can have a family, you can have a job, you can have money, you can be seeking all of these things like a gerbil on a rat wheel and just be in your little rat race and you'll feel so empty on the inside. But if you start by seeking me, you'll have everything else you need. Because God does give us families. God does give us homes. God does give us all these good things. Can I hear amen? Thank you. And then he says, and my righteousness. He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Righteous simply means to do the right things. So it's not compromising on taxes to get more out. It's not cheating, lying. It's not divorcing your wife to go be with another younger, cuter woman. It's saying, God, I'm putting your kingdom, your act of rule and reign in my heart first. And I'm going to do things your way. Now, why is that important before we receive tithes and offerings? Because a lot of times people say, Pastor, I can't afford to give. I can't afford to help this church. I can't afford to. My question to you is, can you afford not to? Because this church is kingdom building in your life. When you come here, just picture me with that dude with the hard hat. Boop, boop, boop. Come on, we got to knock down some attitude today and some members. <laughs> Whoever's not smiling right now, look at your neighbor. If they're not smiling, that's the one we're talking about. And then we're like, okay, come on, come on, pour the concrete. we got to put some foundation in their lives. These people just got, got hooked up on the booty call, and now they're raising a family together. we got to put some foundation. Lower the concrete. See, when you come to Metro Praise, we're kingdom building in your life. And if Metro Praise is not here, is there other churches? Absolutely. But there may not be other churches for you because God has called you to be here. 
And as it goes with Metro Praises, as it goes around the world, if we could put up our vision for the churches right now around the world, we're supporting 200 churches around the world with materials. Right now we're raising money to send a 1,000 of our books to Pakistan, and we're doing it online, Facebook giving. You can see how we're tracking with it. We're 13% there. But the point is, family, here, because I'm doing that online, but here, if you don't help us become the best Metro Praise in Chicago, we can't reach the world. And do you know right now we are supporting those churches of five nations, Pakistan, India, Nigeria, Nepal, and um, uh, the uh, Philippines. Do you know that right now they're praying fervently for you? I hear their prayers, and they're praying fervently. And here are their prayers that in the Philippines and in India. They're praying, God, would you bless Metro Praise? Give them jobs. Provide for them. Because, God, when you bless them, they bless us. I'm telling you, sometimes tears will come down my eyes when I'm in the meeting because I meet with our five leaders of these nations every Thursday. And we'll be in a Skype meeting, and I'll say, Pastor Madhav of Nepal, he's got 15 churches. He reaches up into the Tibetan mountains over there, into the Himalayan mountains, you know, by the border of Tibet. And, and I say, Brother, would you pray and close us? And before he'll start praying and getting into all these needs about unreached people groups, he'll say, God, I thank you for Metro Praise and the books they send us and all that they do for us. Would you bless them? And I'm telling you, man, tears just come down my eyes. I go, God, I, I can't ask for anything more in life. I mean, there's a man in Nepal praying for me today. And so the question is, do you want to be a part of the kingdom? Let's go back now to verse 34. Here it is, and there's a blessing to this. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Because he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. As we put God's kingdom first financially, he'll take care of us financially. As we put God's kingdom first and the things that we do, he'll take care of the things that, that, he's do, uh, that we're doing. If we take care of his business, he'll take care of our business. Can I hear an amen? Anybody here want to do good in business? Any business owners, any employees want your business to be blessed? Get in God's business. He's in the business of winning souls. Verse 34, and therefore... Don't worry about tomorrow's gas prices. Come on. Don't worry about tomorrow's peanut butter going up. How is peanut butter getting more expensive? I mean, everything is getting peanut butter, corn. I mean, it's just like you're about ready to freak out just listening to the news. I mean, like green beans is next. I don't know what's going on. Everything's getting more expensive. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about Why not, God? For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. He's saying, don't worry about it. I got you in my hands. He's saying, I got this. I got this. You put me first, I'm going to take care of you. You try to put your family first, you're going to mess it up. Sometimes people say, Pastor, I don't need God. See, I bypass all that. I don't go to church. I don't go anything. I'm a self, I don't give to anything. I'm a self-made man. Look at all I have in life. No, what you've become is a self-made mess. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Uh, I won't name names, but I have some family relatives. If you'd go to their house right now in the suburbs, it's like you're going on to like a plantation. It's like you're going to a mansion, humongous front yard, humongous house. I'm talking pool. I'm just everything you could possibly imagine. CFO, chief financial officer, travels international. If you would go to this relative's house that I have, you would just go, I mean, go, I mean come on. He's doing it. He's blessed. But there are things going on in that family right now I can't share with you. And it has nothing to do with money, nothing to do with houses, clothes, or land, or cars. And they're pleading right now for the rest of the family members. Pray with us. Pray with us. Pray with us. You see, there are kingdom things that you can't buy with money for $1.99 at Walgreens. 
There are kingdom things that you only get as you're serving the Lord. And the Bible says those who bless him, he blesses. Those who give, it's given back to them. Can I hear an amen? Would you stand up with us, please? Thank you for hearing my heart today. Thank you for the 8,000 that we raised. We're supporting the missions. This is a church that believes in tithes and offerings. The tithe is 10% of our total income. That means when we get 100%, we give God 10%. And now we're left with that 90%. And we say to God, God, what should I do with that 90%? And guess what he's going to say? He's going to say, take care of your family, take care of your bills, take care of your car, your clothes. But as you're doing that, we ask God to maybe give you an offering towards building or missions. Our building fund is what we're raising the, the big chunk of money for so we can go big for God. If this is what we do with 250 people, what do you think we'll do with 500 people? What do you think we'll do with 1,000 people? Hello. And we want to say, as you give, continue to give to missions. I would say if you had to make a choice between our building fund and missions, put missions first. Why? Because the Bible says those who hear the cry of the poor, when they cry out, they will be heard. And in another place, the Bible says those who take care of the needs of the poor lend to the Lord, and the Lord will take care of them. So if you had to make a choice, hear my heart today, give it right to missions, because I want to keep sowing seed. But if you can do both, that's what, call, that's what we call being blessed. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for a church that is seeking first your kingdom. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's easier to worry, especially when I hear gas prices going to $5, Jesus. Makes me want to walk like the Amish in a horse and carriage, Jesus. But Lord, I'm going to seek you. I don't put you first. And God, I'm going to trust you with all that I have. And I determine in my heart to be a giver. Because as I give to you, you said you'll give it back to me, pressed down shaking together and running over. And Lord, I pray now for this church. I pray you bless them, Lord, and you take care of them. You provide for them, God, and give them favor on their jobs, realignment for new jobs. Oh, God, and just take care of their children and their children's children. And, Lord, we lift up our nation to you, God, this great nation of America that's needing to elect a president again and having to appoint new people in Congress and establish budgets and health care. And, Lord, we need.